It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast, the midweek edition prior to the home match against the Scarlets. I'm William Davis and I'm joined by Lindy McKenzie. Good afternoon. We've just been at the Connacht Press Conference. Coach, Head coach Andy Friend up today along with Tiernan O'Halloran. So let's have a listen to what they had to tell us. Andy, you've had a chance to have a look at uh, Friday night now in real detail. What, what, what have you pulled out of that? From a positive point of view, uh, I just thought we worked our backsides off, uh, loved our defence. We had a what we call our bounce. We've talked about that before. We had that at 98%, which is the highest I've ever seen it. So I thought, um, yeah, we put ourselves in a good position to to uh, to hold them out, but we just gave them too much ball. So uh, the positive, we work, we, we're working hard. Our attitude's very, very good. Um, and we stayed in the fight there and managed to get ourselves a bonus point. The areas to work on, we need to be smarter with the ball and our discipline needs to be better. Yeah, discipline, 15-5 penalties, That's uh, that really kills your momentum. It actually ended up 16 against, um, yeah, it did, you know, and 11 in the first half. And, uh, you, you, you know, you can't, you can't try, and, try and play the opposition and the referee. You're going to lose that battle. So we need to be smarter with that. Uh, we've talked about that this week, and um, we need to make sure we're not giving the referee easy decisions. Were you a little surprised, surprised how Connacht struggled physically, particularly in the first half? Did that shock you? I mean, it, that's the way Edinburgh play. They're, they're always set up to play like that. Yeah, I actually didn't think we lost the physical battle. I thought we lost the rugby nows battle um, more so in in uh, in our front row. Yeah, we had um, we had a pretty experienced front row against us, uh, and and we got some good lessons out of that. I thought physically we actually aimed up pretty well. I thought some of the physical hits in the defensive lines, our entry uh, on the whole was pretty good. Uh, it was more around the mall and the scrum area that I thought you know, we got taught a lesson there. When you say rugby nose, is that just smartness, cuteness, and uh, can you learn that? Yeah, you can. Yeah, and uh, you definitely can. But you you need to have it happen to you to be able to learn it. Uh, and and they're they're a clever pack. You know, they've they've uh, they've been around a while. And WP is probably one of the smartest tight heads in the, or definitely in the comp, if not in the world at the moment. So a great learn for for our our loose heads and. Um, and for our pack, uh, but y- y- you can learn it. It is a learned skill. It's a learned skill on how to deal with it too, and we definitely took some good learnings out of that. Saturday now is a very important game. It's uh, they're coming here with a uh, two home wins that were slightly, slightly scratchy, but uh, it's it's still going to be a big, big game. Yeah, it's a massive game. Yeah, you know, it's another opportunity for us to play here at the sports ground in front of the clan and um, and and to do what what we've been building on, which is uh, you know, developing our game and and hopefully getting results. So we know that Scarlets offer a pretty um, pretty big challenge to us, uh, but we, we're ready for that. Well, they offer a different challenge. Are they maybe a side that moves the ball a bit wider and a bit quicker? Yeah, they do. Yeah, we know we know they like to um, attack in those wide channels and. It's about us trying to stop the ball getting to those wide channels and, and if it does get there, making sure we've got the numbers there to deal with that. Um, yeah, they've got a physical side to them as well, but they're definitely going to move the ball, I think, more than what we saw Edinburgh do. Looking at people who might be coming back, Robin Copeland played for the Eagles. Would he possibly be looking to slot him in? It might be the sort of game he needs to needs to get a game for the for the senior team. Yeah, it was pleasing to see Robin. He, uh, he only came through 40 minutes, but he, he came through that well and... 
yeah, he's a, he's a player who uh, has offered great energy to the side in the preseason. It's just been disappointing for him. He hasn't had the ability to to uh, to put his name up for selection other than uh, last weekend for Eagles. So he's certainly a player that will come into contention. Everybody's still talking about Paul Boyle. He had some good statistics again. It's uh, it's fascinating to see a young player just just running like that. Do you have to almost pull them back a little bit and say, don't overdo it or don't get I don't say a swelled head, but don't don't assume that it's always going to be maybe as easy that your game will be going as well for you. No, he's a very level-headed young man. Actually, uh, I think what we've got to do is protect protect him. Um, uh, from, from his own desire and his own his own uh, competitive nature, you know, it's it's a long season. It's 25 games. We know that, if not more, more when we get into finals. So um, he can't be expecting to play in all of those. Uh, we need to make sure we're protecting him from that as well. But he's an impressive individual. And he's only going to get better. Turning to something that you're not directly involved with, but the girls under 18s winning, the boys under 18s winning, they'll be here on Saturday to show the the trophies to the crowd. How good is that for for Connacht Rugby to see that happening at age group levels down? Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I I went down. I watched the under 18 boys play. I saw the under 18 girls play here the other weekend. Um, phenomenal achievement from both those teams, and I think it's it's really good. You know, we have there's a couple of catchphrases, which is the the, the grass roots to green shirts and stronger in green. And um, if we're doing that and showing that we are stronger in green and we are grass roots to green shirts uh, and getting victories there, then it just it just gives momentum and strength and belief in the in the province. And um, yeah, we're an ambitious group, uh, but great to see those young young teams winning there, and let's hope they keep coming through. Tiernan, that was a it was a tough old night. It was a bit of a proper old bash up game on Friday. Yeah, 100%. Uh, look, we were going over there, I suppose we knew Edinburgh, a big physical side. Um, again, we're going away from home as well. Uh, we're going to Murrayfield, which is actually a place where we hadn't been since the Pro 12 final. So it was actually good feelings going over there. Um, you know, we we had a lot of confidence from getting a good result against Zebra here in, in very tough conditions. But again, there was different threats, I suppose, going over to Edinburgh. Um, we knew they were going to play with, you know, a big kicking game. They don't really play that much rugby at all in their own half. So, um, you know, we did a lot of focus on that. We, even though we had a short turnaround, a six-day turnaround, we still um, felt we were in a pretty good place going over there. And unfortunately... First 40 minutes, we, we weren't in the game at all. Um, you know, we came in at half time and we just said, look, as we can't, we can't just keep defending. We defended for essentially 40 minutes, went down to 14 men as well for 10. Um, and even though that was our, our focus going into that week was our defence, um, we, we kind of flipped it around completely. Our defence worked out really well and our attack, attack struggled. So um, we just said in the, in the second half, we need to hold on to the ball, build the phases. Those guys, they're big guys, they'll start getting tired after a bit as well. So. We played uh, played a bit better in the second half. Still disappointed with execution. The rain is coming down, but um, look, I think considering we let the, the game slip a lot in the first 40 to 50 minutes, I think we did well to, to crawl back and get a losing bonus point in, in probably years gone by. We might have got that. Yeah, that, that, that struck me that that's the sort of game that can often get away, but was it a case of having to, you had to fix it on the hoof? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think those times when you could see there was massive frustration. Um, there was just small errors here and there, like drop balls and wet things like that, were just momentum killers. Um, and it is, it's very hard. And, and like you said, at times, times gone by, there were times where we just got completely frustrated and and 
team we just started leaking tries and, and teams would get away from us. But I think I think there's great belief in the squad at the moment and in, in the shape that we have. We can cause teams uh, a bit of trouble. So we stuck to the game plan through thick and thin. Obviously, like I said, uh, we were waiting for those guys to tire a bit and we put a bit more pressure on in the second half. We had to try and build the score. Eventually, we got that try and then we knew, look, it's down to a, a 10 point here so we can get, uh, we thought, look, we'd take the three points, get the losing bonus point and try to get a try at the end, which uh, unfortunately we didn't get. But look, there was, um, there was lots to build on. I think one of our main work ons is our discipline. Our discipline will let us down big time, you know. Um, you can give out about one or two penalties maybe on, on, that the ref might have made the right call on, but at the same time, when the penalty count is that high, um, you, you've got to look at yourselves as well. So there was, um, uh, I suppose, a bit of disappointment there. We looked at a lot of those penalties that we gave away and we just said it was completely needless on our part. Uh, just individual errors, just, I suppose, just making... Um, you're kind of letting the team down when you do that and we're all guilty of it at times. So um, hopefully we can get that discipline sorted for this again because against a team like Scarlett's with um, kickers like Lee Halfpenny, you're going to get uh, penalised as well. So um, we need to get that right for this weekend. This weekend, it's another home game. It's another big game. They've sort of come around very thick and fast and they're... Um Scarlets are a decent enough side and they've won games here previously so what are you expecting from them and is the pressure on more on Connacht now because you really do need another win yeah, it is. Look, you know, you look at our, our first fixtures of the season, I think four of the first five games were at home. So straight away, the pressure's on us to, to win those games. Yes, we're playing quality opposition. We've got, obviously, uh, the losing finals from last season and, and the champions the following week. So we've got two massive games for us. Um, but then I suppose when the focus is on this week, you look at Scarlets and, and the way they play. They like to play in the wide channels. Very expansive team. Massive offloading team as well. So um, they've got threats all the park. We had our big defence focus last week. Edinburgh probably t- tests us in different areas of that because you know they're big guys, they're much more direct, they've got a big kicking game, so um, this week's probably a bit different in terms of uh, the way they're going to try and play out the back probably a bit more, get into those wider channels. So um, We spoke about that, we've had a good defence day today already um, on that and then the threats that Scarlet's have, so um, we feel we're in a good place defensively. I think it's just more now about when we're back home, when the crowd gets behind you, it's I suppose taking our chances and scoring points. Um, if, like I said, so if we, I think we can trust that we'll get our discipline or defence right now. It's about taking opportunities and attack, um, holding on to the ball and, and just playing smart as well. So um, we know if we've, if we're at, a, at the tight game here in the sports game, when the crowd gets behind there, it can make a massive difference. So um, we're expecting a, a very tough game this weekend, but I think we're confident that we can we can get those wins at home. Does it need to be a little bit more? conviction maybe when you're going forward and maybe Friday night was you didn't get a lot of go forward ball no, we didn't. Look, we struggled a bit. I think, you know, obviously in the first half, with the small bit of ball we did get, I think that was when we were down to 14 men. So we probably tried to overwork the forwards a bit, considering they only had seven seven guys there. Um, in the second half then, obviously the rain started to pour down. Um, and we probably didn't execute as well as we could have. But again, look, we stuck to the plan and we ended up getting two scores to get that losing bonus point. So like I said, this is, we trust our attack shape and what we have there and what the way we're training. So it's all going pretty well there. So we just need to um, believe in that. And, and like I said, when we get those opportunities now against Carlitz, it's massively important that we take them. We would like to thank the official Connacht Rugby Supporters Club for supporting the podcast. For the most detailed and informative travel news for away matches, check out the Supporters Club website at connachtland.com. Membership is only €10 and includes a member's gift, exclusive merchandise and much more. Go to connachtclan.com for all your supporting needs. Lindley, an interesting breakdown on the game from uh, Friday. They've taken a few positives out of it, but uh, also a realisation that it was a tough night. 
yeah, look, you have to take the positives because if if, if you don't take positives or anything, you're never going to go anything in any in anywhere, you know, in the right frame of mind. So the positives are is Andy Friend is delighted with the character and the guts that they showed in that second half to dig back a bonus point win, which is invaluable psychologically, but also on the points on the points, you know, the tally. Um in terms of the negatives, look, you know, they were they were under pressure in, a, in, in several areas. When they did get the ball, they couldn't get the ball. When they did get the ball, their, their discipline wasn't great. They lost possession. And I think, you know, I think what we're seeing is a very honest kind of connet at the moment where they are honest with each other. Even I was so impressed when I saw the tweet that young Conan O'Donnell had had um, put on Twitter saying his responsibilities for part of the problems that arose, you know, in the scrum against Edinburgh. And I thought that was a very honest and mature response. Yeah, I think that's good to see. And it's interesting that uh, I think I think it was the right decision to get him off early rather than leaving him there really struggling against a fantastic operator in WP nil. Also, the penalty count was 16-5-11 in the first half. That uh, They need to address that because Saturday, Lee Halfpenny, if he's playing, could be kicking goals for fun. Yeah, I mean, God, Scarlets. I, they're just such a, I just love the Scarlets of all the Welsh teams. I think they're just such a complete footballing side and they've got some... They play, they play really good rugby. And I think, the, I think you will see a change in that discipline. I think... I think Part of it when you're pedalling backwards a lot of the time is that you do sort of tend to um, become a little bit more indisciplined. So I hopefully, I'm sure it'll be a totally different game because this is two sides of who love to play rugby, love to play running rugby, and Connacht will be tested. The, one, the other most, the, the biggest positive probably from that Edinburgh game, I suppose, was their defence. Because when you consider that they hardly had any ball, but what did they, how many tries did they leak? You know, so I think that's I think that's a that will be very it will be tested against a, a side like the Scarlets. Potentially, I think we'll see Bundy starting, and uh, maybe a couple of other changes. They haven't really given us any heads up on that, but it's a big game. They they, they need another win now. Yeah, well, Dennis Buckley will be back. He had a uh, he was a late withdrawal last week with a rib injury, so he'll be back in that front row. Um, Bundy obviously is a is a is a likely starter, I would imagine. But you just don't know. Maybe you know, Andy Friend might go stick with the same side. You know, forty minutes, it's forty minutes. Um, in terms of uh, Farrell, will be back as well. He's fit after the virus he um, he had, and I. Not sure on... No, well, McEwen will be out for a long time. And I know Boyle had his arm in a sling, but that was only precautionary. So I suppose he will have to be managed and minded. Um, I'm not... We, Tom McCartney is probably available, I would say, after after the, the Eagles match, as is probably Robin Copeland. But we just don't know how far along the track they are to being ready to put out. Yeah, I think uh, Tom McCartney might have brought a bit of what... And I was delighted to hear Andy Friend use the word nouse. It's a great word because they really struggled. They needed somebody in there with just maybe a little bit more to just pull them together, particularly in the first half, because they were getting worked over. They did sort out a lot at halftime. Fascinating game on uh, Saturday. Now, this is an opportunity for you, the listener, to help us to keep this podcast on the road. Patreon.com forward slash Craggy Rugby. Log on, you'll see you can donate to us. 
We're suggesting two euro a month, but please give more if you want. We really appreciate it. We know we have listeners all around the world, and we know we have listeners sometimes when they're travelling all around the world. We also know we have listeners who just can't get to games sometimes, and we have so many listeners who do get to games and just want to get the information. We were thinking about the ones around the world, though. Last year, I was in Nelson, British Columbia. I drove from Seattle to Nelson. Aren't I a lucky person to be able to do that? Uh, It was an amazing trip, and I was sitting in my friend's hot tub with the radio beside me while William was commentating on the Connacht Scarlets game, and then I was listening to the podcast a couple of days later afterwards, and it was brilliant to be in this wilderness and this wonderful place uh, part of British Columbia and being able to listen to you guys and you all have similar stories yeah <laughs> I wasn't in a hot tub when I was commentating on that game I, 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 was, I meant to uh, apologise to listeners at the end of this segment for the image of me in a hot tub um, couple stick out for me um, being in uh, Kolkata in India for the uh, third test match between India and England at Eden Gardens in 2012 December the 8th Connick were playing Beeritz that night at the sports ground and at about 1am Indian standard time I got up and flicked on the internet and flicked on my phone and there's Galway Bay's commentary Rob and Joe so we do live in a completely connected world now and taking part in a podcast from South Africa when I was down watching more cricket uh, and then flying back and somewhere over Malawi listening to the commentary on a plane Uh, when a player who I won't name gave away a penalty in the last second against Slanekli. That was kicked. Connacht lost, and I immediately ordered a treble gin and tonic to calm me down. Folks, log on to patreon.com forward slash craggyrugby, press the donate button, and we can keep spreading the word all around the world. Very busy weekend for Connacht last weekend. The the Eagles, who we'll talk about in a little while, were in Wales. But the girls under 18s, the senior women were playing, but let's start with the younger women, won the under-18 Interprovincial Championship with a phenomenal victory in Dublin against Leinster, 21 points to 19. Oh, it's just absolutely marvellous, isn't it? I mean, we, we talk about what happened when Connacht won the Pro 12, um, and we talk about, you know, how often... Have we ever the, the the senior team won the interprovincial? And so when you look at it, starts at it starts at this age group, this, these younger players, and of Connacht, they're doing huge amounts of of really really Trojan work. And for a young team like the under 18s to win that interprovincial does massive amounts, not just for the game in Connacht, but also also for for women's rugby, which is really I have to say has taken amazing has gone from strength to strength in the last few years. And Bevan Parsons again, I mean, you cannot keep her out of the news. Two tries against Ulster, which essentially won the first game. Three tries against Munster, which won that game. And then on Saturday, three more tries. Um, It's a team game, but when you have a star like that, it sure helps. Yeah, it's it's but it's great, isn't it? Because it kind of galvanises the team around a particular player. I presume in the old days, like we had Eric Elwood, who was the star who ran the show. And it's great to have that star player that other people, other teams, and other people are afraid of and notice. So I think it's always essential. And you know, look, hopefully she will give the confidence to more of the, those young girls who will develop and become more experienced. Let's hear now from. Connacht girls under 18's coach Fraser Gow with some excited Connacht players in the background celebrating their win. 
it's hard to put into words, to be honest. You know, that game of rugby there is one of the of all the games of rugby. You know, you can watch today. That's probably the one you wanted to be at. You know, in terms of just the way both teams fought. You know, one team was up at one point, then uh, Leinster came back. You know, against us, I thought we defended fantastically, and you know, we took our opportunities as well. It, it means so much, you know, especially, you know, we're away from home today as well. And Leinster are a very good side, you know, you can see that. And it's a tough day, you know, for them. But the, the, their girls will learn from it. But in fairness to our girls, we've had a lot of tough days over the last couple of years. Um, and I think that, that result today and, and the whole series is for everybody that's contributed over the last couple of years. And particularly the, the girls in this squad. Ulster was a really tough game for us. Um, and and we came, you know, we came through that in the end, uh, down in balance. Though that was one tick, you know. Yes, uh, last week at the sports ground, that was another tick. But you know, from last week we could have said, brilliant, we've achieved so much. You know, the first time in history we've actually won two games. But at the end of the day, we wanted, we knew we could go on and do it. You know, and it was about finishing the job that we started. Senior women played their final interprovincial, having lost the first two, and they ran out comfortable enough winners, 31-17 against Ulster here at the sports ground. I was at that game. They tightened up considerably from the issues that really let them to be led them to be thrashed by Leinster the previous week. It was a good effort, and here's Connacht coach Jan Ockton. Okay, I've got the. Connacht head coach here, Jan Nocton. That was more like the Connacht we're used to seeing your coach. Yeah, I suppose it's a great result, first of all and foremost for the girls. You know, it's been hard. It's been hard in the last two weeks, uh, losing two games. But you know, they showed up today, try and put everything right. You know, we spoke about beforehand. It's just leaving, leaving the jersey in the right place. You know, that when they come back next year, that it, they're going back into like a winning, uh, winning team. Like so, look, it's credit to the girls that they, they can lose two games and then give us an and answer the, the critics really to a certain extent and go out and give us a result like that. Yeah, they were much more accurate this week and, and the pack really dominated. Yeah, I suppose that's just, I suppose, in a hurt from losing the last two games, you know, so they had pride, like those girls have plenty of pride, like, you know, so, you know, the pride today they showed and they knew, they knew like, the last two weeks were hard, but, you know, we can't doubt, we can never, never doubt the effort of the girls. You know, it was fantastic to watch some of the play today. You mm. know, and that's what we were trying to work to, but it just never seemed to happen in the, the two games previous, previously. And talking of next year, you've got um, some under 18s that might pop up, especially Avian Parsons, who scored her second hat trick in two weeks for uh, the Connacht under 18s to win their interprovincial championship. Yeah, well, first and foremost, congratulations to Fraser, Natalie, and, and Dermot. They've done, they've done a fa fabulous job. And, and to the players themselves at uh, the Connacht 18 girls. Um, look, that's great for Connacht rugby. You know, we, we want to build down on the clubs. Um, with young girls seeing those girls going on winning and we get a win here today you know like that that might make other girls pick up a rugby ball instead of another ball Nicola Friday and Laura Feely from the winning team today against uh, defeated Ulster 31-17 great game yeah, look, it's something that we had set ourselves, so we were going to win our last match. Um, our tournament didn't go the way we had hoped at the start of the season, but to finish with a win, I think it stands to the coaching staff and it stands to our squad, and we're just delighted. 
to have it. Yeah, it was super play. You got a try today as well? I did. Um, it's actually my first Connacht try in five seasons, so personal goal and win for me today, yeah. It's good. The tough tackling was, was there was an awful lot of stoppages. Like, do you guys feeling the, the, the pressure and the pain? Yeah, like I think coming from last week, we weren't where we wanted to be in defence, so we really set a goal this morning and over the course of the week that defence was going to be our biggest thing today. We know that we, we have a good attack inside, you know, that's what we, you know, I've been working on all summer, but attack definitely for this match had to be what we wanted to achieve. So I think we did that with our tackling and set the tone early was what we were aiming to do. So I think we did. Did and the forwards, the forwards really dominated. Yeah, look, you can't fault our pack. We have, in my opinion and in our coach's opinion, one of the strongest packs yeah. in the tournament. And I, our lineouts and our scrums, there's something that you couldn't fault throughout this tournament. And I'd back our pack every day of the week. Yeah. So like they Someone performed again. Yeah, they performed today, and we're absolutely delighted with them. should say as well that Leinster went on to win the, the women's interprovincial title. They drew 14-all with Munster at the weekend and uh, they won on points difference. And you'd have to say that the points they racked up against Connacht here won them the title. Now in the Pro 14 last weekend, let's have a look at the results. Munster 43, Ospreys 13, Edinburgh 17, Connacht 10. Those games played on Friday night. On Saturday, there was some high-scoring encounters. Scarlets 38, Benetton 29. Quite bizarre game of rugby. Benetton played 45 minutes of that game with 14 men, but really were in it up until the end against a totally disjointed Scarlet side who weren't really worth their final seven-point seven try right at the end. Leinster 52, Dragons 10. Cheetahs 24, Glasgow 52. Glasgow now gone 3-0. and zero. And with a game against the Kings this weekend, they are starting to open a gap in our conference. And then another great night for Zebra. 26, Cardiff 24, came back from being well behind in that game against the Cardiff side who've now gone 0-3 and, and have managed to throw away leads in all of their games. We'll also, on the results front, take a quick look at how our European opponents are getting on. In the Premiership, Sale lost 35-18 away to Exeter to now go to a 1-2 and two record, having played three games. They're 11th in the Premiership, very early there. In the top 14, La Rochelle 37, Perpignan 10, a fourth straight defeat for Perpignan, now rooted to the bottom of the table. And Agen 22, Bordeaux-Begley 17. They're in 10th with one win, one draw and two losses out of four games. It's always worthwhile just to keep an eye on what they're up to as the season progresses. And Europe coming around fairly quickly, although quite a lot of rugby to be played before we get there. Now, this weekend's fixtures in the Pro 14 start on Friday night at Cheetahs versus Ulster. That's a quarter past six hour time. 19.35, Cardiff are at home to Munster. That's probably a must-win game for Cardiff. Could be quite a tough one, although on, their, on that artificial pitch, they are a hard side to beat. On Saturday, the Southern Kings take on Glasgow at 2 o'clock. And then Connacht against the Scarlets at quarter past five. Also at quarter past five, Dragons playing Zebra. Uh, a big opportunity there, I feel, for Zebra to get an away win. Dragons really struggling. A lot of pressure on that organisation. And two kick-off at 19.35, Leinster against Edinburgh. It'll be interesting to see how Edinburgh approach that game, having had their first win against Connacht last week. And Ospreys play Benetton at the same time. But on Friday evening, the Connacht Eagles will play the third match in this season's Celtic Cup, the new competition. 
and it's in Dubarry Park in Athlone with a seven o'clock kickoff. They're playing Ospreys A. So if you're in the Athlone area, I'd urge you to come along, give the Eagles a bit of support. You never know who might be playing for them. It's an opportunity to look at some of the younger players in the Connacht setup. And it's also a chance maybe for some players who are rehabbing who might still be playing. We'll be updating people on Galway Bay FM on that game. One other piece of fixtures news, the away match to the Ospreys has now been confirmed. It was listed as to be confirmed, but it'll be now played on Friday, October the 26th. But it's not being played in the Liberty Stadium. It's been played in the Morganstone Brewery Field in Bridge End, very famous rugby ground in Wales. And it's kicking off at five past eight on the Friday night. A soccer match on the Saturday has curtailed the use of the Liberty Stadium and I don't think either side wanted to play on Sunday so that game now confirmed if you're heading over for that it's the bank holiday weekend here and it's an opportunity to come and support Connacht away. Connacht versus Sinekley Saturday evening kicks off at quarter past five we'll be on air on Galway Bay FM on FM with that match live from quarter past five but the exclusive rugby stream will start 15 minutes earlier at five o'clock with commentator Rob Murphy and match analyst Joe Healy. Then the final word on, on, on that particular game. It's, uh, it's another big game. It's another one of these big teams. And um, I think there's a lot of pressure on Connacht. Yeah, there's always pressure on Connacht, though. I don't think it's anything that they shy away from. I think they're actually just delighted that they're going to be back home. They've always performed reasonably well against the Scarlets, and there's always been it's always been a really entertaining, you know, high-scoring scoring game. And Andy Friend was just talking there in that press conference, saying that, you know, he's, he's looking forward to it because he just knows that Connacht is getting better and better and better with every game. And this is a really huge litmus test, he did say, against at this stage of the season, knowing that they've actually been playing some... Uh, they take Zebra out of it, playing all the, you know these champions at the very beginning of the season and think it's going to be a very good litmus test for them, how far they have developed since the start of the season. Thanks, Sydney. We're really looking forward to it. Thanks for listening, and we'll have another podcast after the match at the weekend.